0: A playlist original.
1: Hey, what's up? It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTVP. I was going to say ready to be Penny again. Off to a roaring start, you guys. But welcome back. So glad you're here. I have such a fun episode in store. I talked to Sammy from the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I had her co-host Emily Rose on a few months ago and spoiler alert, she'll be back at the end of May. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Just a few housekeeping things before we get into the meat and potatoes of it all. I am gonna give some episode updates on the Black China versus the Kardashian case and the Lindsay Lohan podcast and my Met Gala predictions. So stick around to the end of the episode just for like some more up-to-date things. I think I've said this, but I usually record the episode early in the week and sometimes, you know, things change midweek. So I wanna just include like my most up-to-date thoughts. <laughs> You'll hear those at the end of the episode. And I am recording an episode with Kelly from the Boobies and Newbies podcast. She was on my pod last year. She covers romance novels, but also loves reality, TV, and pop culture. If you have any questions or comments for us, or if you want us to cover like books or anything, let me know uh, at our TBP podcast slide into my DMs or leave us a voicemail on SpeakPipe. We record May 2nd. This comes out May 1st. So, you know, if you're in those <laughs> that percentage, that small percentage of RGBB listeners that listen day of, God bless your soul. And yeah, slide into those DMs. Last thing or two things I wanted to say. One, just thank you. I feel like I have been feeling a little bit like unseen is that a word I don't know like just not 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 appreciated but like just a little bit lost in like work and I live alone and I haven't been able to see my friends as of recent but like I can always count on you all to like DM me your thoughts or say that you liked the episode or like, laugh along with me, um, and I just appreciate it so much, and I know I don't say that every episode, um, but I truly mean it. I want to do some type of, like, merch or something to celebrate you all, to celebrate RTBP's 100 episodes coming up in July, so again, if you have any ideas for that, you know where to find me. (laughs) Okay, I think it's time to get to the show. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Sammy. I'm back with a very special guest. Sammy P from It's Become a Whole Thing is here. Sammy, how are you?
0: I'm great. It's a beautiful sunny day, so I'm feeling the, the vitamin D. How are you feeling after your brunch?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, the same. I was like, The birds are chirping, the sun is out. I'm a different person than who I was last week. Yeah. <laughs> like I just feel like as Canadians, like because we get such distinct seasons, I just feel like seasonal depression is rampant.
0: Oh yeah, nobody's nobody's getting the required D. Um, and I wanted to
1: <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> I wanted
0: to ask you what you had for brunch at your special brunch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Like the one time I had a social occasion (laughs) on a weekend. I had like delicious French toast and British like banger sausages before we started, before we hit record, Sammy and I were talking about how brunch is such a cultural, I feel like people don't get it. It's a cultural phenomenon for the Victoria and Vancouver area, which is where I live. but like I feel like people listening to this will be like, okay, like brunch is popular everywhere but like it's like an institution like it's what you do on the weekends and when the pandemic hit, I feel like we had like it was such a a tough time for our city because that's just there there's loads of brunch places and like I even have a local book that's called, I think first we brunch and it's just about brunch places in Victoria.
0: Yeah, I was just um, in Vancouver for Easter weekend visiting with my dad and stepmom and we like arrived and my dad was already starving and he's like, oh, we're just going to go to jam. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it,
2: <laughs> I was like, it's great. Like
0: maybe we'll get in. And then it was like a four part line, like wrapping around the whole block and it looked like to be a two-hour wait and they didn't take reservations and I was like trying to break it to them and then like we looked for a few other places and it was just line up line up line up and I was like I know it seems ridiculous but like we had to go to L Furniture Warehouse oh
1: yeah I classic (laughs) oh my god that's (laughs) so funny yeah you definitely have to like map it out and like nowadays I like won't stand in a line for two hours like I would in university so now I like only go to places that will take reservations
0: yeah i'm a reservation hoe through and through
1: oh me too me too because i'm old like i have yeah. to like eat at a certain time i, and I don't stand. i <laughs> like, expect
0: the vip treatment i need to be escorted yeah. in like straight yes. to my table my knees hurt yeah
1: yeah exactly okay and i'm learning a little bit about you do you live in bc i thought you were in quebec <laughs>
0: No. So I live in the interior of BC in the Kootenays and Emily used to live here and then she moved back. So now the pod is kind of like our way of like staying in close touch and like gossiping weekly.
1: <laughs> okay. I love that so much. I, I've never been where you are.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a great place to visit.
1: So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, and the podcast that you co-host with Emily, the aforementioned Emily.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah. So Emily got famous on TikTok and then started a pod and brought me along as her bestie slash co-host. And we do a Patreon episode every single week together together and a main feed episode now and then. She also has other guests. Yeah, there's not much too exciting about me. I just have like a regular job outside of this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Me too. Yeah, I I work at a youth center. I've used to work in politics and I've worked on like a film set before as a producer. I've had like, I love to like quit jobs every year (laughs) and try something different because of my ADD. (laughs)
1: okay now it's like this is why you and Emily are a match made in heaven yeah I love that that's super cool I wish I had that like hot spot I feel like I am just like such an anxious person that like I would stay in a job till I died
0: you like the security yeah I've got some friends like one of my friends has been working for the government since he was 18 and like he loves you know, obviously the pension, the benefits of security, like it's dope. I'm, I'm for it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll see, but I love that about you. And on your pod, you talk about a lot of the, we have a lot of crossover, but I feel like (laughs) you both get like really into like the facts and like all of the itty bitty details about even like some of the darker sides of Hollywood and pop culture and celebrity gossip and stuff. I I feel like I'm kinda try to keep it a little light, but and people are probably like, ah last week you just talked about like abortions and stuff. But (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's so nice listening to you both weekly just do deep dives onto on people that yeah, I wanna hear about
0: yeah thank you so much it's like it's a constant back and forth between us because I feel like I'm a bit of a ghoul so I love to get like into (laughs) the deep dark details like you know and Emily is more likes to keep it light um Mm -hmm. but we're we're not afraid to to go there if we have to like we we took on we took on Hillsong and and the Bieber and we were like yes if if we do this we're gonna have to go in and (laughs)
1: Yes, totally. That's what I mean exactly. Like, I would love to touch on Hillsong and Justin Bieber, but it's like, you're right. You have to dedicate like a full episode. Th- you could honestly dedicate a whole podcast, like series on that because there's so many intricacies where I'm like, oh, let's talk about something for 10 minutes and then move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love both. I love just what's like the update the news what's going on and then i love like obsessing over something and investigating it and like trying to be like what is not being talked about and and like i feel like with tiktok and with with everything entertainment wise like things can get boiled down into such small tidbits sometimes yes it is yes it's like you can miss the point of what yes is at hand so
1: totally yeah our fave i know at kardashian underscore colloquium was discussing that on her instagram today about how yeah everything is distilled down into such digestible bites which is good in some ways but sometimes you miss like it's such black and white thinking and kind of like that mob mentality type of thing that sometimes yeah you just you miss the point
0: yeah and I, I feel like the celebrity news cycle right now is like today, like this week is like getting pretty toxic for me. And I've had to like check out a little bit mm-hmm. from it, like the trials, the abuse, like it's yes. it's been pretty, pretty dark and, and yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but that's, yes. that's something that people could really stand to just take a step back and wait for all the facts.
1: 100%. Yeah. I don't, I Don't need the hot takes on the like Amber, her Johnny Depp thing. Like
0: Like we're three days into a six, seven week trial. Like, yeah, it's too early for hot takes. It's way too
1: early. Mm -hmm. 100%. So today we're going to talk about a lot of fun things. I feel like this episode came together. I was like, what do you want to talk about? Because yes, I'm avoiding the... Johnny Depp and Amber Heard stuff. So I'm like, what else could we talk about? But we're going to talk about the Kardashians and the versus Black China court case. And then we're going to talk about Lindsay Lohan's new dating show that was suggested by a listener. And the Met Gala is uh, next week. And this episode premieres, I think, the day before. So we're going to memorialize some uh, predictions and see maybe if they come true. Um, then of course Sammy's gonna nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share her this week in Petty story. Let's dive into the Kardashians court case. So I feel like honestly this came out of nowhere. I feel like I heard that Black China was suing the Kardashian family a while ago. Almost it feels like years ago at this point, and then it has finally gone to trial. Uh, and we've seen the, the court drawings from hell honestly. <laughs> I kinda <laughs> like, like them. <laughs> which we'll talk about. But just like some of the like um, upfront, if you haven't been following this, the gist of it is is that Black China sued Chris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, And Kylie Jenner over the cancellation of her reality show, Rob and China* for $108 million in lost earnings. So basically, she's alleging that they had signed a deal for season two, but the Kardashian family put a kibosh on that with E!, because of their relationships with E and the Kardashians are saying, no, Black China and Rob were together. That was the premise of the show. They broke up in between season one and filming for season two. So obviously it would get canceled. Right off the bat, what do you think about that?
0: Um, oh my gosh, so much. I mean, like you said, it's interesting that Rob and E were not named in the suit and Courtney and Kendall also skated by. (laughs) Yes, I was
1: like, fucking (laughs) classic Courtney and Kendall. Like, of (laughs) course, they're not in any of this because they're not anywhere in the Kardashian dealings.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see how she thought she had a case. If if you think someone told someone to fire you and then they did, like you can sue for lost earnings. But then the case has just unfolded in such a messy way that she's made herself look so much worse than before. Like, I didn't know the stuff that's come out in this case. Oh my God. I, had, I didn't know it was that bad between her and Rob. Me
1: too me too I vaguely we're gonna get into some of the details and just like a content warning we are gonna talk about some like domestic violence-y type things yes I low-key kind of remember in the tabloids in 2016 because this is kind of when this was all unfolding I kind of remember the tv thing like her smashing the tv and the gingerbread house and I do remember on Rob's Snapchat, and I feel like this is such. Oh a my bag. god! You know where I'm going with this. He like, which this is so unhinged if you think about it. He recorded their shared apartment or house or whatever. And it was just, like, completely empty. And she had taken everything, like, even, like, the food in the fridge. (laughs) He was, was, like, not live on Soundtrack, but making Snapchat stories about it. It was wild.
0: I actually completely forgot about that. And then you unlocked it for me just now. (laughs) It was, like, freshly vacuumed. And I remember him going around being, like, (laughs) it's empty. She smashed the TV. It was kind of like Ron from Jersey Shore also made similar videos being, like, oh my ex did this and that and and she left me and stuff so yeah yeah I forgot how messy Rob was on Instagram and Snapchat
1: totally because he's just disappeared like literally probably since this so for five or six years now he's hasn't been in the news or like barely even seen he's like a recluse which is kind of sad to like live your life that way but yeah all of these details are coming out and more and it's yeah, it's it's been wild. So they had broken up and apparently uh, Black China had written in a document that they had parted ways, but now she's saying that the signature is hers, but she didn't write it. So like I guess she's kind of accusing them of like forging documents. Like do you think that there was kind of like something shady going on with the Kardashians?
0: You know, I don't know if it's just that the Kardashians have better lawyers than um, Black China does, but from what I've been reading, like, this lawyer showed February 2017 texts from China to Rob after they split being like, it's over, you're a fat bitch, discussing (laughs) you have disgusting, what is it? Disgusting sex is horrible. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, And so that said, these texts came on the same day that E executives were still trying to save the show. But before the deadline to renew came up, China filed a restraining order against Rob. So I if, the, if before they were even renewed or the deadline had come up and she filed a restraining order, like, obviously, they're not together. Obviously, they can't film together. Uh, I don't know what happened between them to get that restraining order. But, like, if she's trying to prove that they were, like, together and a happy couple, like, I don't think... Obviously, you can't have someone forge a restraining order for you, you know?
1: Yeah, so she did file for a restraining order, and it's like, yeah, you can't also film a TV show if you have a restraining order in place.
0: It's just, I guess, for her case, she has to prove that, like, we were a healthy, happy couple, and it was you guys that canceled our show. But, like, I don't think that's going to be possible to prove.
1: Yeah do you think that this is one of the first instances that we're seeing kind of the evil side of Chris Jenner's management tactics she texted the e-showrunner we need to ditch this bitch
0: yeah i mean that text is it doesn't make her look good that's for sure um i feel like i've seen the evil side of chris many times over the years yes yeah yeah, yeah and even in like the most recent episode where she just is like where she's on the tarmac at the airport and she just starts screaming to no one in particular close the trunk close the trunk
1: I am shocked that they let that go
0: to air. It's just one of those small moments that just makes, that shows you someone's character, you know, that they think.
1: 100%. That you have the fucking gall to yell at your chauffeur to shut the trunk.
0: Yeah. Like, they don't know his name. And, and Chloe has to be like, sir, can you shut the trunk? Like, I'm sorry. You know, like, it 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 just shows. Like, everyone that isn't them is, like, just, like, trash trash yeah
1: yeah absolutely yeah you're totally right and then like for the fact that it was literally just a call to Travis to discuss Courtney's engagement too
0: yeah like I thought it was gonna be something so serious and stressful that she was like
1: under duress (laughs) yes 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 yeah I was like oh god like maybe this is the black china stuff or maybe it's part of the sex tape stuff or like there's something that is making her act this rude and dismissive but no it was to discuss the like fucking Malibu location for Kravis's In my opinion, fake engagement because I am still saying that they got engaged before that privately.
0: Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, they were obviously so like, we're going to get married. We're going to get married as soon as we can. Like, it's not like it was a surprise engagement. They are so obsessed with each other.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're totally right. So um, my guest on the episode that just came out today. So now when you're listening to this, it'll be a week past. Bailey was saying that... It's wild to see how this has gone to court and they haven't settled and maybe that's why I'm just like oh this is so interesting that we're seeing the Kardashians in court and seeing kind of their the inner workings of their company because usually I'm sure they've been sued before but they all settle outside of court
0: yeah i mean i think they've got a really powerful legal team and obviously kim has some legal knowledge herself so she's feeling empowered and like i think they were like can we win this case outright and not have to pay her a dime and they all thought yes and i agree i think they're gonna win this case like and not have to settle so and i think it you know as a principal thing like they really probably hate black china and don't want to give her a penny and Yeah, I mean, so far, they're winning, like, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, 100%. I feel like the Kardashians, like, not that I want them necessarily, like, to suffer in life, but just, like, yeah, you're right. This, like, like, the way that they're talking to people and, like, I don't know. I just feel like they get no backlash or just, like...
0: Yeah, it's hard. I don't, like, exactly root for the Kardashians. Exactly. Um, So it's, like, I'm sure many people have, like, more substantial cases against them that are, like, more in the right you know that i i wish could get what's coming to them but like like having this drug out in court and having like to hear black china admit like yeah i did like put a gun to his head and wrap it yeah around.
1: she is totally in the wrong too 100
0: yeah in this case like yes and like she's also been like clowned on recently when she like posted like i've i've had to sell a couple of my cars and i don't get any child support and like blah 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 and then like both her baby daddies were like, yeah, I Tyga for... and
1: Rob. They
0: said I pay for everything, and I have my kids five to six days a week. Like, yeah, I okay. didn't realize she didn't have primary custody. Like she's she's just digging like a hole for herself. Unfortunately, I think
1: one hundred percent. Yeah, so I don't want to get into like the nitty gritties, but you're right. There is accusations of abuse that um Black China wrapped. An iPhone cord around Rob's neck held an unloaded gun to his head hit him with a metal pull when she was intoxicated and she said it was all done jokingly but Chris said it was like attempted murder um, and then we, we discussed about how um, she smashed the TV. Allegedly, she also smashed a chair into the windshield of his car. So really, there is no winners in this in this case.
0: No, I, I just think it's kind of funny how her lawyer described, like, the gun and, like, cord night as a raucous and flirty time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I like, oh, gosh, holding the gun, uh, unload a gun to someone's head, that, that sure is raucous. Like, I would... That's <laughs> what Guys... It's something that should never be done.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And to even allege that that's flirty or like sexy or oh anything my God. at all like is absolutely disgusting.
0: No, people accidentally got shot that way all the time.
1: One hundred percent. There was also an interesting detail about this of something that it was revealed in this case was that Black Chyna and Rob were both making ninety two k per episode in two thousand and sixteen. Wow. What did you think of that?
0: I mean, what a sweet gig. Like, I see why she's pissed
1: that she lost it. But like,
0: damn, I mean, she couldn't keep the showmance with Rob going for two seasons. Like, I guess she must have really hated him. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's tons of money, especially in 2016. So I could see why she would be mad that season two was canceled. But again, I think it's pretty established that they weren't in a relationship by the time that they were um, going to be filming. So I mentioned it before but the courtroom drawings I feel like I've been getting so much buzz on the internet just because I feel like again it's like one of the only times we see them in a light where there's like no photoshop and stuff like that is in these fucking paintings <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I love the drawings. I think it looks just like Roald Dahl's The Witches, you know, like
1: yes I've seen that they oh look like God. they're turning
0: into those witches with like you know and they're like the claws are gonna come out and stuff and it's I think that they're kind of awesome and I've I've seen online that people don't know which one's Kim and which one's Kylie I think I know <laughs> I'm not sure I think Kylie has the short hair and Kim has the long wig
1: <laughs> I will have to I'll post them on my Instagram stories but I feel like you can tell because the cheeks and the nose and the lips of one of them i feel like looks super fake so i'm like that one's definitely kylie but it is interesting because they always say kylie is like kim's blueprint and it is interesting that in the pictures you can't really tell which one is which
0: yeah and like how black china's mom said in person they look dead and like reanimated and their faces are like scary and and she compared Kris Jenner to Jigsaw from Saw. I know,
1: with the – but, like <laughs> – That's rude. And, like, the it's, – It's so rude, but then it's, like, that's what that, like – I don't know, the like, cheek the, implant, f- the cheek implant, the cheek filler. cheek – yeah, is the cheek filler, like, right in the apples of your cheeks? Like, I know.
0: I, I was, like, brushing up on this, and, like, page six was shady enough to do, like, a split
1: screen. <laughs> Oh God, chris yeah. i was like no um uh, yeah like i may be doing one of those on <laughs> my instagram stories who knows we'll see, we'll see what type of mood i'm in <laughs> oh my goodness i know you've been watching the tv show um so i wanted to talk a little bit actually about episode two because grace had a question for us about chloe and james corden so i'm gonna play that for us
2: Hi, Tori and Sammy. This is Grace. I had to come on and record this audio because I'm on the second episode of The Kardashians and I cannot get over the fact that every single time Chloe talks about her anxiety with going on James Corden every single person is telling her don't listen to what people say and you have to like let it roll off your back and they don't know you so don't give their words any power and it's driving me crazy because every time they say that she says to them well you know it's not that right like she's like it's not the show it's not the host it's just the aftermath and they're like, well, don't look at the tweets. And she's like, you know, but my life is surrounded by this criticism. She hears it from the paparazzi. I am begging people to understand that anxiety isn't just about letting things roll off your back. And I feel really bad that she keeps trying to explain this and no one is hearing her. And I am not even done the episode. And I think that they have talked about this topic five times so far and every time the people's answers are the same so i really hope that chloe gets therapy because she keeps on saying she should she even asked if there are therapists for overthinking and i am sitting here like sis that is their number one job so anyways wanted to hear what you think about this because it is currently driving me crazy okay bye
0: (laughs) god i love that question it's such a good question yeah it's so interesting I have so much to say on this. Like, I've always thought the most interesting part of the Kardashians is like, okay, I love the glam and stuff, but like, I also am so interested by how much they discuss their mental health being really poor. They sh- openly share each other's prescriptions. Like, Chris gave Chloe, she kept being like, want my beta blockers? Want my beta blockers? I'm like, why are you giving Chloe unprescribed blood pressure medication? Like, Chloe should be on her own. Like, and like in the early episodes, they were always like, babe, give me a Xanax. Give me like, they were just like, like acting like anxiety was something that can just be popped away by Xanax. And like, I feel for Chloe because she is extremely heavily criticized unfairly for like her appearance and, you know, small things. She's like picked on more than her sisters, but the yes, people they're surrounded with are the most interesting part of the reboot for me. Like, there's so many scenes where it's just them talking to their staff, talking to their little minions and be, and them being like, you guys are so amazing. Everything you do is so good. You don't need to change a thing. Don't listen to the haters. I'm so proud of you. I could literally cry. You're so beautiful. That's not normal. Like you need someone to be like, you need help. You're like really struggling you and talk. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going a million different directions, but like the fact that they came back to TV at all, is so interesting to me like they had a chance to experience life without cameras like causing them to be criticized for every little thing in their lives they got to take a step back from that and then they came back willingly you know like they court controversy they need it I think for like literally for money reasons and for their brand reasons and then but they can't like quite take it especially Chloe she's like the most sensitive
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I wanna touch on all of those points, so I hope I remember them all. But yes, the um beta blocker thing was absolutely wild because I feel like in modern day reality TV we don't see that. Like even on Vanderpump rules and stuff like that, they're and like Summerhouse and stuff, they're like doing drugs, but it's not talked about. Um, and it reminded me of Pretty Wild. Did you watch the Alexis Nyers? Yes. Okay, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah I'm um, big Alexis mom, Nyer's head me too oh my gosh me too but when her mom was like giving her her kids anxiety medication and stuff like that like again not prescribed to them and they were like 16 at the time and Chloe is in like her 30s so I'm not saying that that makes it any better but like I guess both parties are more knowledgeable on what that means to be taking that medication than a 16 year old but Yeah, absolutely wild that that was discussed. And, like, I haven't dug too much into what people are saying online about episode two because I watched it a little – like, I just watched it this weekend versus, like, on Wednesday, Thursday. But so far, I haven't heard anyone talking about that. And I'm like, that is so – that nonchalant attitude to taking someone's prescription drugs is, like, absolutely wild. Yeah,
0: and just the way, like – and even she's telling Malika, like – I felt like I was having a heart attack. I felt like I was literally having a heart attack when I saw the paparazzi were waiting and like, people are just like, babe, chill out. Like, it's like, she's talking about like severe anxiety, like having anxiety attacks. Like she, she's describing the fact that like her life is controlled by anxiety. Like, she's like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to be seen. Like, we've seen how much plastic surgery she's gotten in the last like two, three years. Like she's, she's really struggling.
1: Totally especially again like all of the stuff with Tristan like she used to be known as like the really funny Kardashian who would tease Kim and Courtney about caring about these things and I feel like over the last couple years she has turned into like a shell of a human being. It seems like it's all directed from anxiety and people picking her apart in the media which I think is so valid and and maybe I did empathize with her more because I feel like I've um, been critical of her plastic surgery and and stuff like that over the last couple years and I did see her in more of an empathetic light but then and like again it kind of reminded me of Harry um, Prince Harry leaving the royal family because I was like why can't you just leave but it's like I obviously don't know all of the intricacies and like it is your fucking family but I'm like you all have made enough money like go live out your lives like you don't need like if Kim wants to do it fucking go ahead Kim but like it seems like you're dragging your family down too
0: yeah I think you nailed it because I think that yes part of Chloe's like inferiority complex comes from what the public says but I think a lot of it comes from her own family dynamics Like, I think that like, she wants that approval from her mom, but she never gets it. She's like building the house next to her mom. She's like the one that seems like she's doing the most to like support her sisters, but she doesn't always get that love back and talk about her dysfunctional relationship with a Tristan, obviously, but B Scott.
1: Ah, That's, that's been weird this season.
0: She forgives and forgives men and enables them so much. She had Rob in her basement with Lamar doing drugs together. She's just like, she just thinks she can like fix someone and and then earn like their love. And it's very give it is giving me very like low self-esteem, low self-worth.
1: 100%. And again, like, I think that plays into like the, the plastic surgery and stuff, but, and the Photoshop, the excessive Photoshop, but It makes me so sad also because I do feel like it's like everyone called her fat when she was growing up and then she lost all the weight and now everyone's calling her too skinny and fake looking and stuff and I just feel so bad that it's like damned if she was herself damned if she did something to change that like it's really a lose lose situation.
0: Totally. And then, and people are like that to Kylie too, because she changed every part of herself to like fit into what society wanted her to be. And then, and they, now, and then they <laughs> yes. clown her for it. But yes. at the same time, Kylie is not really in the spotlight as much as Chloe. Like, Chloe has always kind of carried the show. Like, she will like, give the sound bites and like push the story along yeah
1: she'll go ghost hunting with Tristan when they need a a c-plot storyline like 100% totally and Kylie um and Kendall I think maybe because they're the younger sisters seem to have the option to kind of opt out of things but the three and same with Rob I guess I don't know if that was his choice
0: or what (laughs)
1: But he's been snipped out of the family. God, I think it was like a mixture of both. But obviously we've seen that the three, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe kind of don't have an option to like, because we haven't even seen Kendall and Kylie in this fucking godforsaken reboot. So yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna be giving
0: us nothing when they do show up.
1: Absolutely. We're
0: never gonna get to the bottom of what the fuck is Travis Scott and Kylie's relationship. Who is Kendall even dating?
1: Like... We're never going to get to the real... Like, okay, this court case, for example. Obviously, they would have known about in the fall. I would love to hear about that. Well, I guess you can't maybe really talk about an active case. But I just even want to see a lot more of their, like, day-to-day. But, again, we just have these, like, set-up conversations over lunch or whatever that just it's I'm already tired of it because I was already tired of keeping up and this really this episode two showed me that it was the same and not much different from the OG series
0: yeah the first episode had more juice like I guess we've got we've got Pete Davidson coming so maybe I'll stick around see what goes on there the whole Travis and Courtney situation like we get it they're very gross like they're like like I actually it does genuinely gross me out to see the, like the zoom ins and stuff like I don't need to see them like grinding like their genitals together at all I don't need to see it
1: especially when their kids are like right there yeah or and, like, like realtor. when <laughs> yes the realtor was so awkward and like so was I but it's like Yeah. It's inappropriate. Like 100%. Yeah. And she's like, there's
0: nothing inappropriate about hugging and kissing. It's, it's like, well, actually that's not what you guys are doing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Like I agree. Um, we have this weird prude culture about hugging and kissing your family, friends, partners, whatever. But, that is beyond, like, a hug and a kiss, Courtney. So Especially, I loved. I think this was in the first episode, but when she, like, walked into a room with Travis and, like, her kids were there and she's like, we're not kissing. Like, she had to, like, announce it. Like, they're usually kissing and the kids are, like, upset about it. Just to go back to our question from Grace, though, is, like, and something that you said to Sammy was, like, Yes it's annoying that people are just like oh just chill out just laugh off the haters like all of that stuff because like yeah that's not realistic and that actually isn't probably a lot of the like root causes of her anxiety but then also how so there's people being like chill out but then yeah there's also these people around them that are just saying that everything they're doing is perfect which I think has brought them to this point where they think they are invincible and they have this like superiority complex that they can't hide anymore. Um Like in this TV show um or them riding the rides at Disney and having everyone wait, like it's just maybe more out in the open and it's just so fucking obnoxious.
0: Yeah. Like I, I can tell they struggle with like their conscience sometimes. Like I, I don't think that they're so far gone that they don't have a little voice That's saying like, you guys have too much money. You're indulging too much. You're wasting too much. You don't have real lives. You aren't down to earth. Your kids aren't going to be down to earth, but they, then there's like voices being like, take what you have and love it. And if you like give $1 to charity, you have no reason to ever feel guilty for what you have. And like, you're better, you're better than everyone. And that's why you deserve what you have. Like, it's like, I see them struggling with that. And like, even when like Kim's on the phone and she's like, we have all the money and all the resources to burn them to the fucking ground. And Chloe's like snapping for her. She's like, yes, like we will use our money to bury people. Like, yes, queen. Like, it's like such toxic, like girl boss capitalism that they get into over there.
1: One hundred percent. And you're right about their staff feeding into that. Like I did appreciate. Like I kind of teared up when Mario, her makeup artist, like long long time makeup artist was talking about how far she's come, but all the other people that were just like this is like like I don't know. Like okay, Obviously, I I think
0: her friendship with Mario is cute. Like I do love yes, them. Yes, me too. Me too. I but
1: think it was it's like cute, that but- other like her designer or like her stylist that I was like this no. You're hyping her up for like no reason
0: they're all they're all kissing her ass Mario too like I get it he loves her but like every every scene they were having someone almost cry about how amazing they were and that's not reality, <laughs>
1: like. 100%, 100%. Just cause you also know that it happens all the time versus like, yeah, I guess like at a big event like SNL, you would want people to, you know, like reflect on how far you've come and congratulate you and stuff like that. But you just know that this is like an everyday routine for them.
0: They just have severe like inferiority and superiority like issues. <laughs>
1: at the same time, yeah. oh my God. Moving right along. Because um, I feel like I'm Kardashianed out. This was brought to me by a listener, Catherine, at always underscore Thriving underscore for underscore better. She was talking about how Lindsay Lohan is probably in or possibly in her comeback era because she is hosting a new show on Prime, or she's not hosting, she is narrating a new show. It's called Love Struck High. And she is starting a new podcast called The Lowdown. So what do you think about these like kind of pivots from Lindsay Lohan?
0: I'm excited to see her back out there. Like her voice sounds great. It's really improved. Like she was sounding really rough a few years ago. And I thought maybe her like smoking had like ruined her chance of like ever really acting again and stuff. So happy to see she has a pod. Good for her. She's going to get a steady paycheck. She's She's got a show Um, I, of course, I want to see her back in the movies and dream world, maybe another song.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Another album, (laughs) another album,
0: maybe some soft choreo. Like, you know, I know she's not as, you know, as young as she used to be, but she still got a lot of fire inside of her and I will be watching her Hallmark Christmas movie on Netflix for sure. (laughs)
1: Absolutely yeah I'm stoked for her she I still feel like she has a list I feel like a blind item prison. she has a list name recognition even though she hasn't really done much in the last couple of years slash had kind of you know those career setbacks with drug use and being like an unreliable employee and all of her scandals and stuff like that but I think these are great moves like podcasting is definitely in a boom it's pretty low commitment if you have a network doing all of your, you know, production and stuff. So I think she would be great at that. And I want to see her in like a conversational light. That's another piece is like in a movie, we see her acting, but I'm excited to see just like her chatting.
0: True. I like, I guess she got kind of a rap for being like really unhinged a few years ago, like almost seeming like, dissociated kind of and like doing different voices and like so I would love like I hope she's doing well and I would love to see her like carry a conversation and get to know her and all that um on the pod and it does seem like it's kind of like baby steps into getting back into the swing of things with like a narrating gig and like a podcasting gig and so if she can handle that maybe she can like handle more like I'd love to see her in a a comedy movie I think she's so funny I think she absolutely can play her age and like just play the different roles that come up for actors that are her age like she doesn't have to be a teenager doing Mean Girls anymore but yeah I'm I'm into it uh she she does love to self-sabotage though so I'm just
1: I know yeah I know I do worry about that but yeah I completely agree like some of the roles that Hillary Duff has had like How I Met Your Father I was like Lindsay would be great in this show like c- comedy and just yeah showing off kind of her acting chops.
0: Yeah I'd love to see her in like a horrible bosses type movie like a big high budget comedy where she's doing like taking a big swing like Jennifer Aniston's role in that movie and like playing like someone outrageous like because I know she could do it
1: totally me too the tv show looks weird at best it is like so okay so if you haven't seen this trailer i'll put it in the show notes it's absolutely wild it is a show where people in like their 30s are dating so it's a dating show but the premise and like the set and the dates and stuff that they go on are high school related so like, you know, there's the prom kind of, you know, stereotypes, like all of this stuff. And I thought like Love is Blind and The Ultimatum were unhinged. This seems like we're like running way far, way far away from like things that seem normal now, like The Bachelor.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I was like, OK, so this is a high school dating show. And then I was like slowly realizing, oh, these people are old and they're just- old. Yes. It's yeah. just, it's just like set in high school, in a high school. They're filming in, a high, in a high, school.
1: high school. Yes. I had the exact same, like the first 30 seconds. I was like, oh, it's like, we're following high schoolers date. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh no, all of these people are like 30.
0: Yeah. And it's British. So I guess they're going for like a Love Island type feel. But, yes,
1: totally. Yeah, totally.
0: I didn't think it looked that good, to be honest, but um, I'll wait and see if it's like buzzy. I'll watch it.
1: Yeah, I think just because she's narrating and that I have prime, I'm going to tune in.
0: OK, great. Well, let me know what you think. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, I will. For sure. <laughs> Let's move on to the Met Gala. So um, I believe it's on May 2nd. This episode will be coming out May 1st. It's a continuation of the American Americana theme. Yeah, kind of like a, that was like an umbrella term for the two events. The one that happened in September and then the one that's going to happen in May. The kind of like theme is going to be gilded glamour slash like a white tie event. Are you excited? Do you... Are you on board for the Met Gala? So I do love
0: fashion, but I think having two Met Galas this year is just kind of out of touch, especially like a gilded glamor white type theme. I'm like, this it's giving like Versailles to me. Like, it's just a bit, like, I think there will be protests. I think there's going to be some element of like cringe to it. But there's one thing that I care about a lot, which is that is Taylor Swift going to go? Like, is she going to make her big return to the Met Gala She hasn't been since 2016 when that was a very dramatic year for her. So yes, I, I would love to see her and see what she wears and yeah, I'm going to see what people wear. And I do get it. Like I look at the outfits I got to admit.
1: So Taylor's last appearance was the bleach blonde hair, black lip, Carly Kloss, Tom Hiddleston, Joe Alwyn, getaway car. (laughs) situation wild
0: yeah and and like people are like oh she'll probably come because her bestie is Blake Lively and she's one of the four hosts so
1: we'll see yeah that's a really good point so the four hosts are Regina King Blake Lively her husband Ryan Reynolds and then Lin Manuel Miranda what do you think of those hosts
0: I think it's a bit random, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's f- always
1: so random. <laughs> the four of them
0: together, I, I don't, I'm like, okay, cool. I, why does the Met Gala really need a host? Like, I, I'm like asking myself, what the fuck is the Met Gala? Like, I thought it was just a red carpet and then a party that like nobody sees. Is I guess there's awards?
1: No. So um, it is the opening of the Met Gala fashion exhibit. Okay, like the season for that. So they get to walk around the exhibit and then attend the party. The hosts usually contribute to, I think, the theme and choosing the entertainment that happens there. And I think they make like a few small speeches. Um, But it's always a random mix of people. Blake Lively, it makes sense. I feel like she's like a staple on the red carpet of the Met. Yeah. And then like the other three, I'm like, great great choices I I like all of those people but yeah I definitely think it does seem out of touch I'll be in my pajamas judging all of the red carpet looks um so you're looking forward to seeing Taylor Swift there any other celebs you're looking forward to seeing
0: um like I like to see what the models wear like I like to know uh but I mean other like I don't know what about you
1: Well, I was going to say, and you want me to chat about this, but Emma Chamberlain, so it was her first Met Gal this September, and she did a lot of um, behind-the-scenes content with Vogue because I think she was invited by them. Because uh, that's another reason, uh, or another thing that I should say. Mostly designers invite their, like, muses or people that they want to dress, Because the tickets are like 40k or something like that. So a lot of times like for example Versace would choose like three people to attend in Versace outfits. So I'm really excited to see like Emma Chamberlain and there was I remember in the September one there was so much like controversy about like oh are YouTubers like Emma going to be invited or TikTokers or like. People that aren't like these classic A-list celebrities, and does that cheapen the event? And you know, just all of this like talk about who should be there, and yeah. So I I'm excited for more of that discourse.
0: So I would love to hear from you. What does Emma Chamberlain do? What do you like about
1: her? Yes. So I I wasn't a day one fan like I didn't know her content like I didn't follow her YouTube channel you know when she had 5,000 subscribers. The only person I've, I feel like I've ever been for that person was a Emily <laughs> like I,
0: you literally I, discovered I, Emily as a podcaster
1: <laughs> No, that's giving me no way you too did. Much <laughs> she was like but,
0: she was like, can you believe I got asked to be on a podcast? <laughs>
1: And she then, like, like a month here? later, she has an extremely own. successful podcast. Yes. Um, yes. But – and Jimmy Tatro, he dates Zoe – Zoe, she, he's on Home Economics, and he dates Zoe – her last name's, like, D-E-U-T-S-C-H. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, so yeah. I've I'm always just said it in
0: my mind, like, Zoe Deutsch. <laughs> 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 or Zoe Dutch. I don't know. Same, same, but I don't want to get ripped apart. I don't know how it is pronounced <laughs> yeah. either.
1: Okay, okay, me neither. But um, he dates her. He's on Home Economics. He is a he was a YouTuber turned you know actor. So I feel like I've been like a. F- that's when I've seen like a a star like grow from the ground up. Um, but I feel like I was an Emma Chamberlain fan when she was like pretty unknown. Um, and basically she was, which this is sounds so creepy because I, like I said before, I'm 30 and I probably started following her when I was like maybe 26. She was like 16, (laughs) which is like, it sounds so creepy, but she literally would just make like, um, cooking videos in her kitchen, shopping, like thrift videos, um, She lived in the Bay Area, so just really, um, you know, scenic things, or she would, yeah, do activities with her friends or, like, photo shoots, and I just thought she was really pretty and funny and smart, and she, I believe, really kicked off the, like, anti-influencer influencer, so, like, honestly, her and, like, her you know, mutuals, I believe, changed, like, even the culture of Instagram, where before it was cool to be super curated, and it's, I still feel like we haven't changed over completely, like, I still feel like there's lots of influencers that are, you know, your feed looks, it has all the same filter on it, and, like, it it all all has the same vibe, and it's very curated, and there's not a stray hair, like, anywhere but I she would film all of her videos um in usually like her bed with no makeup in sweats um very much what like the TikTok aesthetic is now but this was again many years ago and she was really just real and open and honest about things that she was going through um like depression and anxiety and finding out what she wants to do and pressures from YouTube and to create and like all of this stuff and so yeah I've always really just enjoyed her content it's very different than all of the other content that I consume right now she's taken a break from YouTube she has a podcast and she's yeah kind of been picked up in the fashion world she's the face of Louis Vuitton and she's done a bunch of stuff for Vogue. And she has a coffee company, Chamberlain Coffee. And she is the face of Cava, which I think is like a salad, kind of like a sweet green salad restaurant in the U.S. This is probably way too many details than what you wanted to hear about. <laughs> but but um, this, is, this is like that was kind of like the summary of like her career. And yeah.
0: yeah. So where do you keep up with her now? Do you listen to her pod?
1: I occasionally listen to her pod. She was on Call Her Daddy, which I don't listen to regularly, but I did listen to that episode. Yeah, so I listened to most of her podcast episodes. She just recently stopped posting on YouTube, so I follow. I would follow all of that TikTok and Instagram. She's dating this boy named Tucker, who's a lead singer in a band called Role Model. She was just in his music video, and they made their red carpet debut, and the music video is, like, kind of cringe. It's just, like, it's shot where it's, like, just the back of her head walking down, like, a street. She's in, like, a puffer jacket with, like, a, you know, a canvas tote. And he's, like, walking backwards, so it's facing the camera, and he's, like, singing the lyrics that are about her to her. And it's he's a okay. little bit cringe. Okay. like Or a lot cringe,
0: but... um, I get it. I think she's, like, a hipster cool girl like very influential aesthetic wise and
1: very influential like i swear to god we all wear air force ones because of her (laughs) and like like uh, tons of the y2k stuff i feel like have come back not solely because of her but her and her mutual gen z influencers okay cool Good to know. (laughs) Yeah, so hopefully she'll be at the Met Gala this coming year. Yeah, her second one, and hopefully she's just, and we see some behind-the-scenes content. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to chat to me about Riverdale. I Uh, haven't watched Riverdale since season one. What the fuck is going on with that show?
0: Oh, it's just gone off the rails. Like, I just sat down and, like, I hadn't watched it in, like, months, and I sat down to do, like, a mini binge yesterday when I was just, like, Feeling like I just wanted to scroll my phone but also take in content on the t v you know
1: yes, that is my like <laughs> if you know me, you know I have like six screens going at one time, just so I don't have to think a of- a pesky little thought in my head. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I needed to numb all thoughts. So yes. <laughs> yes. And I was in Austin. Oh, that's my partner. He comes out of the bedroom. He's like, What the fuck show are you watching? Every two seconds they're talking about something completely different. And I like,
2: like
1: great question.
0: <laughs> there's literally right now, there's plots about superpowers gang wars, solving homelessness, demonic possession, witches, exorcism, kidnapping, racketeering, gambling, and more. (laughs) Like, and every, there's like these, just these little two second scenes that'll just be like, are you going to quit the gang? No, it's time to declare war. Next scene. Uh, I can read minds and like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so funny. I'll see the occasional clip on TikTok and I'll be like, Is this the same show that I watched back in season one and it like completely isn't? It's so weird that they went the like magical route, mystical route.
0: Yes, it is weird. They started as a murder mystery and they've gone completely off the rails. You can tell that the actors hate their lives. Yes. (laughs) I (laughs) feel like the moment that it really diverted was there was an episode where Archie was attacked by a bear. And ever since then, it's just it's it's been wild.
1: Literally, Lily Reinhardt blinked twice. If you need <laughs> us to come save you, like they film in Vancouver, Sammy and I can go to Vancouver and rescue you all.
0: Yeah, I hate that I've gone there so many times and I never see the cast. It's so rude. I like... Same. Uh,
1: <laughs> same. My cousin saw KJ Appa at Kitts Beach um, tossing like a rugby ball with... I think it was the actor that plays Reggie... The Reggie 2.0, not 1.0. Yeah, I could um, see that them being friends
0: IRL because they're both like you know buff athletic guys.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> they were like keeping fit at the beach. Yeah, but um, that was it. I I I don't know anyone else that uh, have bumped into them, which is such a bummer.
0: Yeah, just TikTok tells me like, oh, they're always at Starbucks, and I'm like, well, not when I'm there. So
1: I know, and um, Lily, Madeline, and Cam, yeah, Cammy. They are always, since they live together, they're always like, here's our move in like to our Yale Town apartment, like here's us putting together like our Ikea furniture and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, that's, we know all those places, like it's right near us. I feel like people in the US don't get that, but it's like when it's in Canada, I feel like it's a big deal because it feels like nothing happens here.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. A lot of movies get filmed in Vancouver, but they try to make pretend like it's not Vancouver and that's that's hurtful. Like
1: yes 100%. Just said it in
0: Vancouver, damn.
1: Do you think if I started watching like whatever's like season six of Riverdale, I would be able to keep up with it, or do I need to go back to season two?
0: Well, okay, I wouldn't recommend anyone going back to season two, but <laughs> um I'm trying to think. Oh, and there's like Betty is like she works for the uh, FBI and she's a serial killer hunter
1: <laughs> like what what the it. fuck have they even graduated high school yet
0: yes they did a flash okay. forward so they're a little older but um okay, I don't I don't okay. even know when to recommend because there's these a few episodes you might have to avoid where they go into an alternate dimension <laughs> is this um, when
1: they're singing no, that's
0: i think in the real dimension.
1: Oh my god, I can't. I absolutely can't. I feel okay, like that's, that's fine, but the only other like comparison I can make is like glee in its final seasons when they were doing like the puppet stuff, but like I can't even name a show that has gone more off the rails than Riverdale.
0: No, it's very it's very unique in that way for sure.
1: My goodness. Okay, it is now the part of the episode where you get to name a Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Who would you like to nominate this week?
0: So this week, I have to go against what TikTok thinks and put forth the company Milani, the cosmetics company, for their um, very rude entry into the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial which is already so ugly and so messy and amber's lawyer said amber would carry a color correcting palette to cover up abuse and then milani zoomed in on the product that the lawyer held up and was like we didn't start making this palette until 2017 so it's physically impossible that amber could have used it she's you know implying she's a liar she's a bitch she's all this and that and uh uh, what the fuck like you know it's (laughs) it's it's not your place nobody asked you like who's to say she wasn't using another brand and that was just the prop that the lawyer brought like I I really hated that
1: yeah and it's like aren't they in the UK like and also the color correcting palette yeah it was like a basic like uh green uh like a a brown and then like a beigey color like it's not a like unheard of color palette it's a color correcting palette it has like the orangey cut like it has all of the shades that a color correcting palette would have again you're right like what world do we live in that a makeup brand is making like a one second tiktok video on a defamation case like did they think that they were gonna be defamed because of like their association in air quotes with this case
0: Like, I just feel like the social media intern like was watching the case, saw that it was the brand and was like, oh my God, I know how I can go viral and like wade into this like extremely controversial, extremely misogynistic thing that's going on right now online. And like, I have a similar palette that's from another company. I like who the fuck cares did the lawyer say I swear to god it was this exact one like time dated like no. I don't feel like they did and they didn't it's just not cute for a makeup company to do something for views that is ultimately calling a woman a liar for alleging domestic abuse
1: yeah and I fucking hate this culture that we have become where corporations have social media accounts and then like do all of this viral content slash like you know, roast each other, like, over Twitter and stuff. Like, I'm just so over that fucking genre of capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: the really sassy social media accounts for, for corporations. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. 100%. It's just, like, there's a time and a place, and it's none of these. We don't need to hear Milani's opinion on um, this defamation it's, trial.
0: It's just such a like horrible distracting thing. And it just really reminded me of like in the OJ trial, like with the glove, like if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. And that was not true. You know, ultimately (laughs) it was not true. Gloves can shrink, hands can swell, palettes can be from a different company. It's not the point. It's not the point of the trial. And the trial is three days in, it's going to be seven weeks guys, please just hold, withhold judgment. 100%
1: yeah I was definitely going to I think Milani has really good blushes and bronzers that I've seen all over makeup TikTok and stuff and it's like now I'm not gonna purchase one (laughs) (laughs) yeah because that was
0: uncalled for and it was very bitchy and yeah, yeah I don't want your bitchy little baked blushes anymore
1: yeah exactly okay I love that and uh we're gonna chat about this week in petty what are you petty about other than milani
0: <laughs> um i know i was like okay i was like trying and trying to think of a story that's like not too alienating to your listeners <laughs> like
1: i was like <laughs> literally i'm like talking about how i don't know just like sometimes i'm like no one's gonna enjoy this story but it's (laughs) what happened in my life and I just want to share it yeah I was
0: like should I talk about like burying a doll in the woods in an attempt to like exile my enemy from this town like (laughs) absolutely no that's a little too niche so I'm just gonna I just have like two little stories involving my bestie Richard um oh I love
1: dropping the name already oh yeah
0: I want him to know he's that loyal supporter of mine I know he'll listen (laughs) So I went to visit him and my and Emily, um, our mutual friend in Montreal. And you know, I had left the mountains for the first time in a long time, feeling like a little like hillbilly out there. Yes, forgotten. yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I had forgotten to do city things. I had for like forgotten many things. So we went to a really nice sushi restaurant and ordered edamame and I completely blanked that you're supposed to like only eat the inner beans. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pop the whole thing in my mouth, like a sweet pea. <laughs> yeah. and I was so embarrassed that I was just like, I'm just going to chew it and swallow it to like hide my shame. Cause like the restaurant's packed. Like I was like, and I was stoned. I was like freaking out. I was like, Oh my God. So and it was so woody and so stringy. I literally couldn't swallow it. So I was just chewing silently for so long. And he started laughing. and We both started like dying. And I like had to spit it into my napkin and bury it under the other edamame shells in like a big tower. And like, you know, people saw me spit it out. But, like, <laughs> oh my God. It was fine because I thought I was going to have to go like take the napkin to the bathroom, flush it. <laughs> stuff. I wouldn't be like exposed as being like so uncultured. <sighs> yeah, so I, I yeah, embarrass myself.
1: That's that's so funny. Honestly with the Adamami, like, don't worry about it. I <laughs> I remember when I went to France, I think this was in twenty eighteen and um I went with a group, and we were like, okay, we're going to go to, like, one fancy... We're, like, we're going to eat poor, like, the whole time. But let's do, like, one fancy French cuisine meal where we go, like, all out. Like, we get the wine pairings. We do everything. So, um, this was, like, the night. So, we're, like, you know, like, the servers are, like, putting our napkins on our laps and, like, all of that shit. It's, like, fancy music. And... Did I order, it was, it wasn't lobster. It was some type of crustacean, like some type of like prawn or maybe it was lobster, something. I don't know. And like, because when I've, whenever I've had that, it's like, oh, it comes out of its shell and you just eat it. Um, It fully came in a full shell with like the, like a thing to. To smash um, it. Like- yeah. Like to like get it out of its shell. It wasn't like a hammer, but it was like some type of like special knife and fork or whatever. So we all got served and everyone starts eating and I'm like, oh my fucking god and I was like, oh I just need to run to the bathroom like I just want to like go to the bathroom before I like dig into this like delicious meal. So I go into the bathroom and I just Google like how to. (laughs) I I wish I knew what it was. Maybe I'll I'm sure I took a picture of it. But it was like how to eat lobster like with the shell and like not make a fool out of myself. So I feel that it's hard. It's hard
0: to always know, you know, sometimes you're going to get something for the first time.
1: yeah yeah I feel like a country bumpkin all the time because now I feel like I live in like a posh city but like before when I like growing up I felt like I was yeah in the sticks
0: yeah that's how BC we're not known for our cuisine (laughs) no
1: we're not no we're not (laughs) absolutely not okay this was so much fun thank you so much for joining me today where can the listeners find you and anything else you want to plug
0: Oh, thank you so much. Um, you can find me on the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast and Patreon, and I do have a fledgling Instagram account with one hundred and fifty sexy followers, so you can follow me on Insta at Sammy Whole Thing.
1: Yes. Okay. I love that, and I love your podcast content, and the followers will come.
0: Oh, thanks. I mean, I'm not I'm not <laughs> worried about it. I literally never post to the grid, and I just post funny memes. So if you enjoy memes in the stories, like, hit me up.
1: <laughs> yes, I love that. Well, thanks again for coming on. Thanks, Tori. It was lovely to meet you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Sammy for joining me on today's episode. As I said at the top, I'm going to share some updates on the stories that we talked about in today's episode, starting with the Black China case. There's been a, a lot of updates, actually. Kim has been excluded from the lawsuit because Black China's team couldn't place her or uh, show that she was a part of getting Rob and Chyna canceled as the trial has wrapped up and it is now sitting with the jury and I guess they have eight days to make their decision to see if they side with the Kardashians who claim that the show was canceled for like natural reasons. The couple had broken up versus Black Chyna who said that they orchestrated it with like mal intent. The other thing is, Pete was at the closing argument. He dropped Kim off um, before she went into the courtroom. And then the other thing was on April 26th. I'm recording this now on, I think, the 29th. The Kardashians had filed for the whole lawsuit to be dropped. And I've seen conflicting numbers if it was 100 million, 108 million, 140 million. But they um, asked for the the judge for the case to be dropped. That obviously didn't happen. But on that same day, Kim released, like, it was like a full spiral, I feel like, um, about photoshopping. So she was accused of photoshopping her belly button in... Um, like a Skims. I wouldn't say it ad. It wasn't like an official ad, but it was a picture of her in Skims, which basically is an ad. And the account at Problematic Fame, who I have mentioned, I think I first mentioned them in the Kardashians bonus episode where we talked about episode one, but they really highlight all of the differences between the pictures that are taken and then the edited ones that the Kardashians post so started off with the belly button and then it spiraled to the Kim and Pete at dinner picture people were saying that she edited Pete's bicep jawline used like a heavy filter to like kind of remove the like dark circles under his eyes like all of that type of stuff and then finally, she addressed the Disneyland pictures where, again, I've talked about this fucking at nauseum at this point, but where she photoshopped True over Stormy. Basically, she said that like we thought Kylie didn't want pictures of Stormy up. So this was right around the Astro World tragedy. So maybe she thought it was inappropriate because, you know, that she should still be like in mourning. So Kim really wanted the picture to be posted on her grid because Chicago was wearing hot pink pants and the theme of her page around that time was hot pink and like royal blue. So she edited Stormy's orange pants to True's pink pants, um, edited her face, and then like her little tiny hand. Um she made darker to look like True's hand. So it's all really fucked up. But my fave at Kardashian underscore colloquium, which I will never learn how to pronounce, highlighted that her shit posting, which like literally everyone was talking about, covered up the news that they were asking the judge to dismiss the lawsuit against them from black china so again it's just all super super suspect and I was totally a sucker for that that's the only thing my timeline consisted of and that's like the only thing I cared about until I had saw MJ from that account post so that's really interesting the other two quick things about the Kardashians is Ray J we talk a little bit about in today's episode the second episode of the show and in the third one Kim gets the sex tape back from Kanye who gets it from Ray J and the clip where she receives the suitcase of the um like MacBook or like fucking full Mac computer and like all the cords and shit she it went viral and Ray J commented and said that this was all lies so I'm hoping he elaborates on that because it's just really confusing I'm wondering if the lie part is just like the actual hardware because MJ from Kardashian underscore colloquium pointed this out in her Vogue article also that it's like Uh, It's 2022 like I doubt that the only copy or like the original copy or whatever is on like a fucking huge computer that you need a full suitcase to carry around like I'm sure if it was on that originally it has been moved to a flash drive or an external hard drive or something but that's not as sexy as and exciting as Kanye rolling up with like a full fucking suitcase of Mac products so I wonder if he means the whole story or if he just means, like, the actual computer. I don't know. Because I thought Kim's reaction was really real. So, yeah, I'm just curious. Let me know what you you all think of that, too. And then the last thing is, is that MJ, I want to also specify this is not MJ, uh, Chris's mom, <laughs> but MJ... Corey from Kardashian underscore colloquium um, has been writing for Vogue about the Kardashians. She does a piece of, like, the three things that stood out to her. Um, She's always theorized that the Kardashians have um, seen the content that she makes. But it's like, you know, it's like they could or they could not. But now that she's writing for Vogue, it's like there's absolutely no fucking way that they aren't seeing this. And it's wild. I feel like that even the that Vogue is is producing this or letting this content be on their website since it can be extremely valid. But criticism of the Kardashians, who obviously are a big part of um, companies like Vogue, so yeah. Let me know what you what you think of that. That they're reading, uh, really thoughtful, um, thought provoking, intellectual. Um, criticism of of themselves and that Vogue a company that supports them is also supporting this endeavor so wait okay, last two things the lowdown by Lindsay Lohan I listened to the first episode with Bobby Burke and I just wanted to say I love her I loved the episode she was so charming he was so charming she seemed like a legitimate fan of queer eye she was so talented at interviewing obviously she has picked up skills. Over the last couple of years, her questions were good. You could tell that they were prepared and she kind of had like a script, but it didn't feel bad. It felt really good. So I'm really looking forward to her second episode. If you tuned in, yeah, let me know what you thought of it. And then finally, Metcalf Gala predictions. I'm very excited to see who shows up. But Dumois, our favorite or one of our favorite blind eye item, Accounts posted that Courtney, Chloe, and Kylie are all confirmed for the Met, which was really interesting because Kylie, um, I don't think has been in a while. Chloe has never gone. They they said she was too C-list, and she like I feel like responded to those claims over the years. And Courtney, I feel like is like the it girl with Travis of red carpets right now, so it kind of makes sense that she would attend her first Met Gala. So yeah, fascinated to see. Who shows up from the Kardashians? It didn't say Kim, but maybe that's just because Kim is such a given at this point. I'm sure she'll be walking with Pete. But I think I didn't emphasize this enough. I am so excited to see if Taylor Swift will be there, as we talked about. (laughs) But I just don't think I show how excited and uh, thrilling that would be to see her return to to the Met red carpet. Maybe I'll post some pictures uh, from when I was at the Met in New York <laughs> looking looking very similar. If, if I was going to be attending a Met Gala JK, I looked uh, <laughs> like a little mole rat. It was so fucking cold. And I was like in a big like puff jacket. Okay. Anyways, it's been so nice. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow along with me on social media or... Comment on any of the stories that I covered in today's episode. Message me on socials at Podcast, And I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.